is My Connects with Joe Tian, a live local show about our community and you on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Good Wednesday afternoon to you. Great to have you with us here on KGMI Connects, and we do hope to hear from you. Whatever's on your mind, whatever your take is on any issue, it's what we invite you to do here on KGMI Connects and have a conversation, by golly. Really, a great piece in the Seattle Times today, uh, an op-ed piece by uh, Jared Mead and Nate Nering. These are two members, uh, well, the chair and vice chair of the Snohomish County Council, and they write about working together in a bipartisan fashion to get things done for their constituents. And they say their commitment to finding common ground hasn't always sat well with the more rigid members of their political parties. They cite in here a recent study published in the New York Times that uh, found that approximately 42% of both Republicans and Democrats viewed members of the opposing party as evil. Same study found that 20% from each party said the opposition, quote, lack the traits to be considered fully human. So I'll take you here on this program, whether you're human, subhuman, or what have you. We want to hear from you. 360-676-5464. And, uh, well, he started us yesterday, started us, got us going, I should say, and uh, he Gets us rolling today here on KGMI Connects. Majid is on the line. Hi, Majid. Hi, Joe. How you doing today? Doing well. Doing well. You're <laughs> here with. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to long make... time no talk. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> now, what's on your mind today? Well, uh, do you know where Lake Arrowhead is, California, San Bernardino? I don't. Uh-uh. But I, okay. I, I mean, I have an idea where San Bernardino is, but I'm not that yes. familiar with Southern California. But yeah, I know that area like back of my hand. Okay. Uh, it's a it's a resort place. You know, people go up there for vacation. They're very you know like vacation type houses and everything. And uh, they had six feet of snow. Six feet. Yes. Wow. I remember we had that here in 1994. I don't know if you remember. You're not from here, are you? No, that was before my time here. I've been here for 20 <laughs> years, but, uh, yeah, not that long. Okay. And, um, yeah, we had the same problem. I remember I used to live at Gooseberry Point, hmm. and we had to take the ferry, a Lummi ferry, to go to the ferry terminal in uh, Fairhaven. Oh, really? You know this? Yes. Wow. And then go do shopping with my mom and then come back again, get on the ferry and go back to Gooseberry Point again. Wow. It was a very bad situation. Uh I was talking to my friend. He lives in Lake Arrowhead. Okay. And they were having six feet of snow. And uh, one of the houses, the roof collapsed. Uh Because it got so heavy and... uh, because when the snow gets so heavy and then it uh, sometimes it uh, rains on top of it and become ice, uh-huh. and you have to be careful. And sometimes you gotta go and shovel. But how are you gonna shovel the roof? Yeah, there you are. Know, with, yeah, there are different ways. I mean, I've seen people actually get up there and shovel, but then you're adding more weight <laughs> if you're a, a person up there, and that can be dangerous too. There. Yes. I think there are systems that uh, I've seen. And I right offhand, I can't tell you how they work, but uh, to get the get the snow off a roof. But yeah, that's a challenge. And plus, it's a danger when it's falling off the roof. I know, and especially for like three story house. My friend has yeah. a three story house, and uh, he almost fell down, and he's you know about forty ish, uh-huh. and he almost broke his leg. You know, he just slid down into his yard. And uh, it's a pretty dangerous situation over there right now. I, I really feel for them. Wow. So this and was the was problem. this the storm that uh, brought that brought snow to the Los Angeles area yes, last sir. week? Okay. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yes. It's wow. the way going up to uh, Bishop and Lake Tahoe. Okay. You know where? Yeah, Lake Tahoe is right on top of it. They're very. I mean, it's a nice okay. place, but it's not year-round place. Uh-huh. I mean, I wouldn't recommend anybody to live there. 
year around is dangerous, you know, in the winter time. Okay, so I've been up around Driving Lake. I've been up around Lake Tahoe, but so oh, and so it's okay. that area. It's not Southern California. No, it's up on the hill, uh-huh. you know, of some San Bernardino Mountains. Okay, and it's very nice. It's beautiful in the summer. I used to go there camping a lot, you know, teams, uh-huh. with my brothers and everybody. But yeah, I have friends. They live there year round, and then they have to drive down. To go to uh, Rancho Cucumanga, you know, he lives and, you know, I mean, he has a business there. He has to drive all the way. It's about an hour and a half to drive down that hill. It's very dangerous, you know, uh-huh. in, the, in the winter time. It uh-huh. gets icy and yeah. you can skid or, you know, fall off the cliff. Oh, boy. We are very lucky in Bellingham okay. you know, to have, uh, yeah. And oh. you know they're having grocery problems, and because they ran out of grocery now. Yeah. Well, boy, I need to airdrop something in there. But you know, so yes. so, uh, uh, what's so what's the I guess um, what's the relevance of your friend and uh, six feet of snow and uh, them being snowed in? I mean, is this uh, because uh, you know I get worried about people like that? You okay. know, I mean, anywhere. Yeah. yeah okay. When, when they're in a situation like that, they're human, you know. They're yeah, people. for sure. Well, absolutely. I worry for them, of course, especially my friends, you know. So I wanted to talk about that. He's listening right now. Okay. Would you be taking? Would you be taking calls from other states? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Pass, pass the phone of, number along. Yeah, we, we'd love <laughs> to have will. calls. I want to make it more interesting because some of your callers says. You should have an interesting show. Let's make it more interesting. How about uh, overseas? Uh, sure, we'll take it. We'll take okay. anybody. Yeah, because we're <laughs> we're worldwide. Uh, we're up on the World Wide Web, so we'd love to have Great. people call. Yes, um, um, uh, also I want to make a comment about Daniel. Was it who made the comment about me yesterday? I uh-huh. think it was Daniel from Blaine. Yeah, I am actually. I'm going to take his advice. You know, even people like that, you know, he made kind of like, a, uh, you know, kind of bad uh, talk about me. But it's okay. I'll take his advice. And I'm going to Iran to uh, visit my uh, sisters. I got sisters, uncles, and aunts. Uh-huh. And when I come back, I'm going to have my head attached to my shoulder. Okay, good. Way. Yeah, I I suspected that. <laughs> I don't think you'd be beheaded for uh, coming to the United States, but um, uh, no, I'm not go, saying that the Iranian from, regime is anything to anything to praise or, or be happy. It's not. No, it's not that bad. If you're if you if you have no record, mm-hmm. if you're not, yes, you have to obey the. You have to comply with the rules. Uh-huh. Every every country has rules. Right, right. You know, and if you don't comply, you have to pay the price. But so, hopefully that's know, not. Hopefully that doesn't. The price isn't your head, but. Uh... Well, you know that guy. I feel sorry for what he said. The story about that guy. He must have done something very bad, because they put you on the list. Uh, he must have stolen some money from government uh-huh. or maybe he did some murder or something and they put you on the list. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. then anytime you come back, they check the list at the airport. And then UAE does the same thing. Uh-huh. The United Arab Emirates does the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, yes. I think Saudi Arabia too, do they not? The U.S. should do the same thing. Well, I, I don't. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, if no, you're really. wanted for a serious crime, I think you should be taken into custody here when you, exactly. if you that's come back I'm to saying. the country. Sure. Okay. Yes. All right. And that's the way it should be. You have to comply with the rules, and that's how it is. That guy, he must have done something very bad. That's why he got his head cut off. Well, I, you know, yeah, I feel I, sorry for him. I pray for him, and okay. hopefully, it doesn't happen to anybody else. But yeah. you know, okay, but I have no problems. I've never done anything wrong or. Good. You good. know, my brother just came back from there, and he he still has a head, okay. his shoulder. Okay, good. That's that's good to <laughs> so hear. I wanted to make that comment. Yes. All right. And Rajiv. I want to thank you. I want to thank you for all the good things you do for the community. All the talk you do. Well, we thanks. need your opinion every time. Thank you, Majid.
Well, and we need I'd like yours. I'd like to meet you someday and shake your hand. We'll do it. I promise. Yes. All right. You take okay. care. <laughs> Have a great yes, Wednesday. You do as well. All right. Thank you. you Thanks too. a lot. Let's go to Lou in Linden. Hi, Lou. Uh, hi, there, Joe. Yeah, just uh, giving a heads up to your listeners about the World Health Organization, the organization that um, some of your listeners may know, uh, helped China, Communist Chinese Party, cover up the COVID and allowed China to get away with the one of the biggest crimes of the last 100 years perpetrated by a government, intentionally spreading people from China, from Wuhan, all over the world on airplanes so they could quickly spread the COVID virus all over the world. They went to Milan, Italy, and then to New York and Seattle. And you may recall that the first fatality from COVID occurred in Kirkland, Washington, in a nursing home. That's the first recorded fatality in America from COVID-19. And undoubtedly, the, uh, the woman was infected when Chinese people were intentionally flown to Seattle from Wuhan, China. And the World Health Organization is now in the process of trying to get our government to agree to compulsory vaccination by decree of the World Health Organization. In other words, instead of going through the Senate to make a treaty with the health organization, they're trying to go around the senatorial process of making treaties and uh, international obligations and just have Joe Biden sign uh, on a contract or a limit that would require the United States citizens to be vaccinated if the World Health Organization decides we should be vaccinated. So this is a a no-go. This is a these are fighting words that the World Health Organization is trying to force on other nations. Okay. I'd, I I mean, the charge that China intentionally or it, it intentionally sent infected people around the world to spread the virus, There's I've not seen any evidence to, to support that. There's, Google it. Look up the Chinese Communist Party and covid and the uh, and the intentional boarding of people onto airplanes to fly to Milan, Italy. Well, it, as you know, Italy had a massive outbreak of COVID. Well, they did, right and they had they had they had a massive outbreak in in Wuhan and and other parts of China months before right. the, it was found here in the United States. I mean, we knew that there was an outbreak of some sort of a new illness that uh, was still being investigated. That that's that's correct. And I don't. China, I've never seen China. any evidence that China intentions people around the globe. And I, I don't know that anybody in our government has made that charge that uh, China intentionally set out to uh, infect the world with this. Whether where it came from, that's still up to for debate. Whether it came uh, as a leak from uh, some sort of a leak from the the lab in Wuhan, whether it came from the uh, the market there, that's still being debated. Uh, at the governmental level and all levels. But um, we'll take a quick break, be back with more. We want to hear from you. Uh, we got Jim on the line, and we want uh, to hear your opinion on whatever's bugging you. 360-676-5464. Back in just a moment. Hello? Summer? Gee, you sound so far away. Oh, you're right. Now is the time to plan for AC. With Barron's preseason air conditioning special, you can skip the line and save big, like $4,000 big. We've stocked up, and there's no better time to upgrade your whole home comfort system. Special discounts apply to anything that cools, including air conditioning, ductless, and electric heat pumps. With energy savings you'll enjoy for years. Barron's home performance experts look beyond the box, finding you affordable ways to improve the comfort, health, and energy efficiency of your home. 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Call Barron now last and save up to $4,000 when you upgrade your heating and cooling system with qualifying rebates, incentives, and a Silver Shield membership. We've secured low interest financing so everyone gets cooling. See you soon, Summer. Barron, your full-service HVAC, electrical, and plumbing contractor. Our mission, improving lives. 
When you make Spring Creek by Bonaventure your home, you're not only getting the retirement of your dreams, the simplified lifestyle you deserve, and a spacious suite, you become part of our community. At Spring Creek by Bonaventure, new neighbors become best friends. Book a tour at retirementperfected.com or call us at 360-746-2432 and discover what it means to live life on your terms. Come in today and learn how we can save you thousands. Once again, that's retirementperfected.com. All-time pizza. Now open in Linden. You'll find the freshest ingredients serving up the tastiest pizza, wings, calzones, salad, sandwiches, and breadsticks every day. At All-Time Pizza's lunch and dinner buffets, you can indulge in a mouth-watering variety of delicious pizzas, fresh salads, and more. Feeling creative? Build your own pizza with All-Time Pizza's endless selection of toppings. All-Time Pizza. Come find out why it's the talk of the town. Off Bender Road in Bender Plaza in Linden. Taking your calls live on KGMI Connects 360 676 5464. The uh, pandemic, COVID 19, it's going to give us uh, fertile ground for all types of. Theories, conspiracies, and what have you for years and years and years to come, I'm certain. I think we can all be certain of it. Well, let's go to our friend Jim in Bellingham. Hi, Jim. Hi, Joe. How are you doing? Doing good. What's on your mind today? Well, I found another uh, interesting uh, uh, YouTube video. I've watched it more than once. Uh, Noam Chomsky in conversation with Gore Vidal in 1991. Uh, it's very good. Uh, Noam Chomsky at that point was saying uh, that he was interviewed by a guy named Jay Perini, and he, when told was that was uh, he said this wasn't a real war because we didn't really lose any more than we did in Grenada. You know, we invited that tiny island, but he did. We saturation bombed them, and it was the trail of death or whatever. After you see those lines just getting pulverized. Now, which which uh, war are you talking about? The Gulf War. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, back in 1990, I believe it was August 2nd. Okay. Or no, August 2nd was when uh, Hussein, who was also put into power by us, which is notable. Uh, August 2nd, he invaded Kuwait, and then the, it wasn't until the next April or March until the coalition which well, was now, mainly United States and I don't believe and, uh, I don't believe the US installed Saddam Hussein into power I mean uh our government did ally with him for a time in in uh ba- mostly in opposition to uh our you know our confrontation with Iran uh back in the day when uh when Iraq and Iran were in at war having you know carrying out a border war but we didn't install Saddam Hussein in the presidency of Iraq Okay well but- well, I'll agree to disagree on that. Uh, you may have your source. I have mine. Okay. He said it fairly, fairly clearly on that video, Noam Chomsky. What he didn't say was that he didn't know about in 1991 was the Gulf War Syndrome. I don't know if you're familiar with that at all, but uh, many, many uh, returnees uh, were having some severe, maybe not severe, but they had significant maladies. And uh, that, when they were thinking, was some yeah. sort. They haven't found the source of it. Yeah. Since it was a long time ago, but it's just another another added problem. And uh, I will say that China is definitely a possibility for a war right now uh, with the United States. There's all sorts of rumblings. And so we go back to what many of the United States people were saying. As Michael Freddy on the uh, myth of capitalism, he quoted Ke- uh, Teddy Roosevelt, who was at the turn of the last century, uh, quite a warmonger, and he said, we need a war, any war. And he also said that no triumph of peace can equal the triumph of war. And then he said, or someone else may have, one of his colleagues may have said this or him, that the uh, United States is not a country that needs to have peace. And so uh, as long as we uh, have attitudes, because um, as uh, Alexander Coburn, another great man who's going with us, he said, uh, uh, it's definitely passe to be a peacenik these days. You know, it's just, and, and war is also climate and terrible for almost everyone. With that. But uh, 
Uh, I think that's the main point I wanted to get by. Okay. I do want to point this up. One more thing. I watched the Fox News uh, with Laura Ingram last night, and, and uh, both the parties are capitalist parties, but the the Republicans are actually trying to get the upper hand on the uh, working class and the middle class. But she makes a kind of a faux pas for anyone that can discern it. She was talking about how bad Wall Street is, or her, her opposition to Wall Street, and her boss is Rupert Murdoch, who owns the Wall Street Journal, not to mention Fox News. So, yeah. all right, they're all they all want to get those votes from the from the the, the little guy because the masses are uh, the ones where you know the majority of the votes are. If, yeah. if you want to look at it that way, and so true, and and, and so I, I think neither party is really doing well. Uh, with the working class, but you know, we some of us cling to our uh, that were uh, worked for and fought for many years ago and are being eroded. So okay. I still think the Democrats are a little better as far as that goes, but they're they're not very good leadership we have, and uh, hopefully we can change it in a good way. All right, Jim, thanks for your call. All <laughs> right, for listening. you bet. Let's go to Jim on San Juan Island. Hey, Jim. Oh, hey, Joe. Yeah, Jim Moe here. Gotcha. Hey. I mentioned my last name because I'm squeezing in this call, so everybody okay. forget my last name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, sounds, sounds like you made a friend with Majid there. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Always happy to have it. <laughs> nice. Well, you you deserve friends. So oh, thank you. Uh, I want to say something. Want to say something to the audience out there. Will you please stop? Telling Joe how to run his show, you know, you need <laughs> okay. to do it two hours, or or okay. you need to not have comments, or something like that. You keep doing that stuff. How about no soup for you? <laughs> okay, all you right, know? all right. Anyway, I just wanted to get that out to the callers. Hey, there's this thing keeps happening. I'm surprised people don't know this, and evidently you don't know it. But I have a friend who's a pharmacist, and there are countless drugs that have multiple uses for that particular drug. So as far as I heard you say something yesterday, I think I've been listening, but I haven't been able to call in. Sorry I'm out of breath because I had to climb a ladder, but uh, countless, countless drugs, which have multiple uses for the same drug. It just so happens. Sure. It's what we call, it's what would be accident. Right, so, right. You know, first, first the common left-wing line was, you know, it's horse medicine. You know, and it took months and months and months. It took over. Jim, have we lost you? Ah, oh, we lost Jim. But I think I get the gist of what Jim is saying. And yes, drugs, uh, many, many drugs have uh, multiple uses. And and as he said, a happy accident uh, drug is okayed for one particular issue, health issue. And then all of a sudden they find, oh, it grows hair or it uh you know, it helps in this other, uh, against this other illness, or they find other uses for it and uh, off-label uses. I understand that completely. But um, when it comes to stuff like ivermectin and things, they were, they are okayed for a specific uh, treatment. And everything you read from anything, you know, any kind of, uh, I'll say it, respectable uh, health source says that it's not effective against COVID-19. People take things, I mean, you've heard of placebos. People take sugar pills and think that, think that it's, wow, it's, it's helping me. I mean, when they do trials of drugs, they'll compare a drug. Uh, they'll have a, uh, one group of drug, they'll have another group unknowingly take a sugar pill or something that's not the drug, something that's uh, you know inert. And then they'll have a control group that doesn't take anything. They compare. You'll have some of the people in the, in the, in the, the inert uh, drug group reporting benefits from it. It's, I, so, I mean, you can believe what you want to believe. If you want to take the stuff, take it. But I think, uh, you know, to try to push it on other people, how is that any better than somebody pushing the, you know, the vaccine or another treatment onto you? I just, it doesn't make any sense to me and uh, that, um, and that we're still debating this stuff at this point. 
just seems a little crazy. But we got, uh, but uh, and I don't mean that in a in a mean way in respect to to folks and who are adherents to this. I'm not saying you're crazy. I'm just saying okay, do it if you want. But once again, I think uh, people push back against being being drowned uh, and told you have to take this. You know, nothing else works. Well, then you're saying doing this kind of the same thing with this uh, these other alternate medicines. But quick break. Back with more. We got line fact. We got full lines. We'll get right to you. Two minutes on KGMI Connects. We'll be back. Spring is on its way, and for you, that may mean a change in jobs or settling into retirement. Hi, this is Marcia Neal at Vibrant USA. If this spring you find yourself between jobs with no health insurance or planning on retirement and moving on to Medicare, then learning about your insurance options might be one of the most important steps you can take for you and your family. Give Vibrant USA a call at 866-733-5111 and put us to work for you. This is Steve Jostens with Hinton Chevrolet in Linden. I hear from customers on a daily basis about our amazing service department. Anyone can sell you a vehicle, but not everyone can provide you the second-to-none service you deserve after the vehicle purchase. Lots of dealers talk the talk. Come visit one that walks the walk. Hinton Chevrolet, doing business with a tradition of trust since 1947. Located on the guide in Linden, across from McDonald's, or online at HintonMotors.com. Attention business owners and managers. Looking to hire? Having trouble reaching the right candidates? More job openings than applications? Secure your table now for Cascade Radio Group's Job Fair. Our 16th in Bellingham at Four Points by Sheraton from 2 until 6 p.m. The Marty Job Fair is a production of Cascade Radio Group and HireMeWa.com. For details and to register, talk to your CRG radio rep or send an email to jobfair at cascaderadiogroup.com. That's jobfair at cascaderadiogroup.com. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. Don't worry about your furnace on the coldest days of the year. Talk with West Mechanical, your independent train dealer, about replacing your old inefficient furnace with a train comfort system. Today, find them at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Great to have you with us here on this Wednesday afternoon, and we go right back to the phones. JT in Bellingham joins us. Hi, JT. Hey, Joe. How's it going today? Doing okay. Doing okay. Yeah, um, I just wanted to mention a little uh, insight into uh, Operation Desert Storm. Uh Uh-huh. That was 1991. Uh, George H.W. Bush, a ultimatum uh, to Saddam Hussein in Iraq to get out of Kuwait by the 15th of January, 1991. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting about Desert Storm and uh, was it was the first one that played out with the high-tech munitions, right. with the camera. Yeah. On now, this was back when CNN was the wonderful news source, hard news, not spin. And I, I watched that whole thing on Desert Storm, uh, you know, that the whole thing. And um, a few years later, I ran into, I was working in Alaska in the fishing industry out on the Aleutian Islands, and I ran into uh, a co-worker of mine who was uh, in the military then. He was a sergeant in the uh, Army. Uh-huh. And he was on, the, he was on <clears throat> the, the tanks and stuff that swept into Iraq. And... Desert Storm Syndrome, okay, he believed, now he was a lifer, going to be a lifer, but he dropped out because of the effects. They were forced to take this uh, experimental pill, all the enlisted guys, that was supposed to, like, fortify their bodies against a possible um, biological, or if you remember the massive weapons of mass destruction and the, all Chemical that. Chemical weapons and stuff, yeah. Uh-huh. The gases and huh. uh, biological hazards. Okay. And that's what caused it, is what he told me. Okay. He, hmm. he believed that. But that was, they never did actually nail it down because they didn't want to be responsible yeah. financially for all the injured people. Well, and it's, it, yeah, I mean, it's echoes of uh, Agent Orange used in uh, Vietnam, and it took 
how many decades for uh, exactly. any acknowledgement of that and its effects. Yeah. Here's something we know from Vietnam, Iraq, Afghanistan, and now Ukraine. Whenever the military-industrial complex gets an opportunity to do live-action research and development on all their weapon systems, they love it. And that's what's going. We need to have peace in, Iraq, in Ukraine. We need to settle this. We don't. Nobody wants it to explode like it is. This is absolutely um, unacceptable. Yeah. All right, all right, JT. <laughs> no, I, I think you're absolutely right. And how we can do that? I that's that's the big big question mark. But thanks for your Sit call. Sit down and negotiate and talk. Yeah. All right. Thanks, JT. All right. Let's go to Daniel in Bellingham. Hi, Daniel. Hi, Joe. How are you doing this day? Doing well. Doing well. Uh, you opened your show with saying something about 42% of Republicans and Democrats uh, were both evil. Well, I was quoting, so- um, I was quoting, it's an op-ed in the Seattle Times today that was written by uh, two members of the Snohomish County Council. They're a Republican and a Democrat. They're the chair and vice chair, actually, of the council there. And they're they're writing about bipartisanship and how they've worked, uh, they've been able to work together an issue is important to there, and and basically talking about how it's important to continue this uh, spirit of of cooperation. Uh, and uh, they quote in their in their op ed a study published in the New York Times that found forty two percent of both Republicans and Democrats viewed members of the opposing party as evil. Same study found that twenty percent from each party said the opposition lacked the traits to be considered fully human. So, okay. Wow. There you go. I know. It's kind of, it's kind of, I'm pretty much over the top, but. Well, I just want to comment about that. Sure. Um, You know, um, you know, only God knows who's evil and who's, and he knows how to separate good from evil, you know, and um, no matter who it is, uh, like, for instance, uh, when uh, we talked about Noah's Ark about a week or so ago, and God, God placed a rainbow in the heavens, in the sky that he would never destroy mankind again. Okay, that's kind of like uh, what we're doing to ourselves. And then after the rainbow came the Ark of the Covenant. And then after the Ark of the Covenant, the part of the covenant was Jesus, God's promise, you know, for man's salvation. It's in 1 Samuel chapter 4. So what happened with the Ark of the Covenant is the Philistines captured the Ark of the Covenant uh, against Israel. And um, they took it to some kind of a temple, and they, they uh, paraded it as a war trophy. What happened was when they opened it, um, you know, people were walking by, looking inside it and everything. You know, there's supposed to be like the Ten Commandments in there, Aaron's ride, man from heaven, which is angel's food. And 50,000 of them died with disease, open infections, starvation, etc. It's all, it's, all it's all in the Word of God. And so what the Philistines did, they gave it back to Israel. You see, okay, and because Israel's is you know God's chosen people, and the land was always promised to Israel, not the Philistines, and um, it, it this goes all the way back to Genesis, you know, okay. uh, and, and I'm just uh, all right. I don't know, it, it's hard to understand sometimes, you know, things that I say and people take it out of context. You know, it seems to be the norm anymore, you know, and especially in Whatcom County, you know, with the with the split between the well, you say good and evil. I say Republicans and Democrats, you know. And But anyway, man, that's my comment. All right, Daniel. Appreciate your call. Right, thank you, Joe. Thanks. Thank you, you. Have a good day. Let's go to Michelle in Bellingham. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Joe. I certainly don't consider either Republicans or Democrats evil. Let, just, let alone uh, subhuman, huh? <laughs> oh, yes, indeed. This leads into what I wanted to talk about. Okay. And this is one of the most dangerous things I've ever seen come out of the minds of the, uh, let's just say, loony extreme leftists in Olympia. And I'm just as uh, I'm just as opposed to loony extreme right wingers too. So, you know, I'm I I can't stand either extreme. But anyway, uh, what's happening? Lars Larson talked about it on his show earlier this afternoon, and he is always I I don't agree with Lars on a lot of things, but we definitely agree 
about the incredibly anti-police antics, <laughs> good word, I think, of our state attorney general, Bob Ferguson, who I consider to be the worst attorney general in the entire United States and a major factor in the the, the incredible rise in criminality in this uh, western Washington uh, part of the country. And anyway, uh, I mean, the man just refuses to acknowledge criminals, at least uh, all but the most violent, you know. But he's one of the reasons we can't chase criminals now and we need to do that again, you know. But anyhow, uh, what I want to say is this is about uh, Washington State House Bill 1333 introduced by uh, Representative Ramos of Issaquah in, um, in Bob Ferguson wants to be the judge of free speech. In other words, he this bill, if it was passed, I'm not saying it'll be passed, I hope it won't be, but this bill is totally scary. It reminds me of pre-Nazi Germany and the Weimar Republic. Um, this uh, would, would uh, give uh, the chance to uh, arrest or, or at least accuse people, uh, you know, of violating uh, domestic laws for saying things like uh, what Scott Dil- – I don't approve of what Scott Adams said, uh, you know, the Dilbert cartoonist creator. He said some very racist things the other day. I don't approve of those. I don't agree with him. But at the same okay, time, that's good to he know. does have the uh-huh. – <laughs> That's good to know. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, just, on, just a, on an aside, I think what Scott Adams said, I mean, it's that's – blatantly racist and i think it's i mean what he said what and what kanye west said these are some of the most race blatantly racist well, statements we've heard in 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 our modern era i mean that yes kanye I west mean, offends I mean, me to know it kanye west is the most offensive person i can think of and well, scott, scott adams, adams is, is right approaching there. that level he's right there you with know? him i would say yeah. he is but that's his privilege though scott adams sure. should not i he is being fired by a lot of newspapers uh, including the Herald, because, you know, nobody wants to, uh, you know, run this guy's cartoon when he's such an obvious racist. Yeah, but I mean, at the what? same time, he does have the freedom of speech. Well, he certainly does. He should not does. be arrested. He should be, he should be held up to the consequences. You know, she, he can't complain about the consequences because he's asking for it. Uh, I mean, blatant racism is an understatement. But the point is, that he still has the ability to speak that, and so does anybody else who wants to speak on a street corner or, you know, before a gathering or wherever. And, you know, I just think it's utterly frightening that um, Bob Ferguson and some of the extreme lefties in the, this is lefties only that want to ban and free speech uh, in Olympia, it's just absolutely terrifying. We... The, one of the greatest things about our country is our free speech. And ask anybody from a country like Iran who's come here to live, and I've asked quite a few of them myself from other places like this, well, uh, they, now, they can't stand the government of Iran for not allowing free speech. Okay, I mean, now, but uh, but nuts. but the bill, I'm, and I'm just looking at it here. Um, I, the, I looked at it on one, the internet. I did a lot of research before I called you. The Domestic Violent Extremism Commission is established within the Office of the Attorney General for the purpose of establishing a comprehensive public health and community-based framework for responding to domestic violent extremism. That's more speech mm-hmm. that we're talking about violence and uh, no, no, no. This is not this is a bill. bill. This is about speech. But it this is, is, it is the nothing bill. to do. It is, no, no, no. You're reading it wrong, Joe. It has nothing this, to do I'm, I'm reading the with bill. actual – I know. I read just what you said. Okay. It's not about domestic violence as such. It's about what he believes uh, a certain speech could lead to it. For example, let's use Adams as an example. In his mind, um, well, you know, he would say that Adams is going to cause black people – to commit violence against white people because they're so angry at what Adam said. Well, I don't know if any black person would do that. Well, I hope not. Okay. But, well, 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 I would this just. This is not about physical violence. This is about speech only. Well, it, sa- it says specifically violent extremism. No, not, yeah, but it, they're not using. They're using the word violence in a speech way, not in a physical way, Joe. Well, this is talking about. 
speech, and and he's not talking about physical violence. Well, he's speech, talking about uh, speech. Speech and that speech is not violence unless you are advocating I, the violent well, overthrow okay. of the United States. Well, Michelle, for I think you have to. I think you have to be fair here and look at the bill. And and from my what I I'm did. reading here, I'm looking at it right, it's right, it's right in front of me, and I don't see the word speech in here. It's simply it, well, violent no, extremism the, and domestic if you look at terrorism. All the headlines. Okay. If you look, no, okay. no, you've got it all wrong. If you look at okay, the headlines well, on the I, internet, well, it all talks about freedom of speech may be eliminated, may be eliminated in Washington State. Like well, the Washington I, Policy Center said that. Washington Policy Center is is not uh, uh, a middle of the road organization. I'll, I'll just put that out there. But all right, I mean, you can interpret it any way you want, and uh, and we'll see where this bill goes. But and I, I I appreciate it once again. It's House Bill thirteen thirty three. You can find it online and. Uh, Take a look at it. Uh, we got some of uh, even some local and and I, I don't know all these um, uh, representatives that are signed on to this, but uh, we do have uh, Rommel and uh, Lekinoff from uh, the 40th district that have uh, signed out as as co-sponsors of this. So there, there you have it. You can read the bill for yourself. But we got to take a quick break. We'll be back with more. We got a bunch of other folks on the line, and we'll get right to you. When you make Spring Creek by Bonaventure your home, you're not only getting the retirement of your dreams, the simplified lifestyle you deserve, and a spacious suite, you become part of our community. At Spring Creek by Bonaventure, new neighbors become best friends. Book a tour at retirementperfected.com or call us at 0-746-2432 and discover what it means to live like your terms. Come in today and learn how we can save you thousands. Once again, that's retirementperfected.com. Spring is in the air, but this family is in turmoil. Here's mom. Dad? Upset? Well, there's the laundry, the dishes, the floors, the office, the yard work, and PTA, the homework, the soccer, and dance class, and nobody has time to cook a good meal. All right, family, now huddle up. Here's the plan. It's time for old-time pizza. Great-tasting pizzas, calzones, and buffet for everyone in the family. Quick and convenient. Old-time pizza. Now open in Bender Plaza in Linden. Visit them today online at oldtimepizza.com. Spring is on its way, and for you, that may mean a change in jobs or settling into retirement. Hi, this is Marcia Neal at Vibrant USA. If this spring you find yourself between jobs with no health insurance or planning on retirement and moving on to Medicare, then learning about your insurance options might be one of the most important steps you can take for you and your family. Give Vibrant USA a call at 866-733-5111 and put us to work for you. We're taking your calls live on Connex 360-676-5464. Thanks for joining us here on this Wednesday. We've got Robert in Linden. Hi, Robert. Hi. Uh, I want to make a couple of comments about what that first gentleman uh, talked about, the guy going to, back to Iran and getting his head cut off. Okay. And you know, what did he do wrong? And I looked up what are some of the capital punishments, crimes for capital punishments in Iran. Okay. And it's the, it's the typical things, you know, rape. Murder stuff like that, but also blasphemy is there. Okay, and uh, you know, of course, in Christianity, blasphemy is a sin; it's in the Ten Commandments. But in Iran, there's no separation of church and state, mm-hmm. so a sin becomes a crime. And okay. these fascist Christians that keep calling in, wanting the Ten Commandments to be the law of the land in this country, that's what they're going to start with, and then they're going to make biblical law the law of the land, and if you read the first four books of the Bible, there are tons of just nasty things you can do. You know, insulting your parents is the death penalty. Uh, Adultery is the death penalty, according to the Bible. Mm, Really? Wow. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, you you never hear that because, you know, people who quote the Bible, they cherry-pick everything. And, uh, but uh, that, that, you know, that's what the the Christians are trying to do. They need to uh, biblical law, the law of the land, where a sin becomes a crime. All right, Robert. Well, in uh, okay, I'll leave it at that. Let's go to Rich in Ferndale. Hi, Rich. How's it going, Joe? Doing well. Yeah, Robert, uh, that's full of baloney. There's nobody's ever going to make the Ten Commandments the law of the land. That's I've never heard of that. That's crazy talk. There's only two or three that are actually are the law of the land. The rest of them are just you know good 
moral code to live by, which people can choose or not choose to live by. And of course, the adultery thing, hardly nobody lives by that, seems like. Yeah, Nowadays, with our, yeah, a good our, chunk of yeah, a good chunk of us had to ignore that one, I guess. But so Michelle had a pretty good point. See, these bills, Joe, they redefine words to get their intended desires accomplished. So with Tim Eitman, they redefined what a committee is. A committee can now be a one private citizen. That is a political action committee. That is how they claim Tim Eitman has broken campaign finance law, which is not tax money, which is freely given money. So they redefine speech as inciting violence or the possibility to incite violence. And Michelle's pretty smart. So she calls in, Joe, I would believe 95 what she says. She's very thorough. And we would all be wise to believe what smart people, especially you've had a chance, same as me and everybody else, to listen to Michelle over the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. So what we have with extreme leftism is the redefining of everyday words. They do this to get done what they want, which is always control of the people. More money, more power, more control. That's the natural state of all governments on planet Earth. And the Founding Fathers knew this. That is why they put checks and balances in with two branches of the legislature, judicial branch, executive branch. They somewhat can override each other when extreme things happen. But we're having an Olympia as we have no checks and balances because we have one-party rule. And they are the last five years, you look at all the bills they've passed, tax after tax after tax taken away freedoms, and what has happened? More homelessness, more crime. Everything they have done the last five years has done the opposite of what they claim. And we live in a crazy, lawless place with ever-increasing crime rates. I mean, the last, what, couple of years, it's just been insane. And that, what that, that trend won't continue. I mean, we had high crime rates in the 1980s, and Crime started to, to started to and and a lot of it. There are different what different there are different age? drivers to crime. And to say that law passed or not passed in Olympia are what's driving crime, I think that's fetched. Oh, I think it's pretty not far fetched. No, ask well, Joe. It, it really is. I mean, believe your own story. It's it, it, what 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 do you mean? What my own stories? The the, the recent law that says they can't pursue. Uh, uh, people in the high-speed chases, now that one got in a wreck and there's more car thefts. And the, the car theft, Joe, in the last, did you forget that the car do you theft want? Do you doubled? want, I don't think we want high-speed chases whenever a car is stolen. Oh I mean, I mean, so do, uh, what, where do we cut it off? I mean, if you if you shoplift a, a T-shirt from a, from a clothing store, do you want the cops to chase that person down in a high-speed chase? I mean, where, I where, do, where does that end? could be chased. Yeah, it, Joe, it ends with law and order. And the left, including, I think, you do not want law and order. Well, now, you, what you said God, there, worry. I think, now let me just say, Rich, what you said I think sure. makes some sense in that, and I talked to, to Sheriff Elfo about this, about the high-speed chase law uh, recently, and, and he made the point that them, the criminals not knowing whether or not they'd be chased, that makes some sense to me because, okay, if they think they could be chased, maybe they won't do it, or they will pull over for the officer because the officer going to chase them down, and I'm, you know, I'm not going to get away. But knowing, and, right. I, and I understand that, 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 that is clear to me that if they know they can't be chased, then they're not going to pull over in the first place. So I'll, I'll grant you that. But uh, yeah. I, I, we, gotta, we, we need the people to obey the law, and that's not been happening. All right, and well, they keep making laws like if you don't have uh, tabs, they can't pull you over. Okay, so why have tabs? Then but then what's wrong, what's, the with a, what's wrong with a law that, uh, that creates a panel that will examine a violent, uh, domestic violent extremism? Why, why, is, is, that a lo- why I, is that a crime that should be ignored? I, that doesn't really compute with It's a fake, made-up crime. They make things up. They create boogeymans where they don't exist, such as air pollution disproportionately affecting well, minorities. Come on. Wait, we, that is we the just had we had we've got we got neo Nazis that have been prosecuted. Guys, the guy from Arlington that's that's uh, that's going you, to Joe, prison. There I mean, are less neo Nazis now than there were fifty years ago. Well, I don't I don't know the I way things so. are going. I mean, they're they're writing cartoons in the in the daily newspaper. <laughs> I mean. Golly, but thanks, Rich. I got other folks. I really want to get a chance to get them on real quick. Let's go to Michael and Lyndon. Hi, Michael. Hey, Joe. I'm going to be really quick because I know you're short on time. Okay. Um, I've got to with Rich and Michelle what the free speech issue. Um, the Scott Adams issue I'd like to discuss more in detail tomorrow. I don't have enough time. Yeah, call me in. Yeah, we'll do that. 
But in the interim, I would suggest that everybody go ahead and look up exactly what it was that he did say so that we can discuss that before okay. everybody will at least have some background on it. Sounds but good. I wanted to talk about ivermectin. Here is a fun fact by Dr. Pierre Corey. Over 100 members of Congress were treated with ivermectin well. during the COVID <laughs> pandemic. Now, uh, I don't. Okay, but there were probably. A, okay, go ahead. Members of Congress were exempt from the vaccine mandate as well. The number three thing I want to mention is as far as Gulf War syndrome goes, there is a lot of people that believe that was caused by the vaccines that were given for, and I can't remember what they were worried about again, either uh, the bison or. Yeah, kind of, uh, there was well, there was the concern about um, about uh, chemical warfare. I don't, I don't think anthrax was a was the issue yeah, until the two thousand. Yeah, yeah, that was after. Okay, Michael. That's it for me. Yeah, tomorrow, yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk uh, Scott Adams for sure, and John and Blaine joins us. Hi, John. Blaine. John and Blaine, that's you. Yeah, go ahead. That one gentleman that tried to say that um, God would never destroy the way say that. He said he'd never destroy the world by a flood again. But the next time it's going to, if you take um, the salvation of Jesus Christ today, <clears throat> you've got wa- you've got water baptism, where you have to be baptized in Jesus' name. If you take the, well, during the flood time, he was baptized by by water. Then in Jesus, it's um, the gift of baptism of the Holy Ghost, which is the Holy Ghost and fire. Because when it fell on the day of Pentecost, they, uh, they were tongues of fire. And then the God could destroy the world and fire. Okay, I'm, I'm having a little bit of trouble hearing you, John. It's not really clear, but they'll call us back tomorrow. And Hank and Squim has the last word today. Hi, Hank. we got about uh, 30 seconds. Go ahead. Well, I just I don't want the high-speed chases. I'd be pretty mad if somebody hurt my grandkids or something like that because people's adrenaline pumping, and they do those pit maneuvers, and you see them shooting over across, hitting innocent people. And I think with technology, we can catch those people. And as far as losing our freedoms and stuff like that, freedom of speech, I'm 56, and I don't really feel like I'm losing freedom of speech and stuff like that. I think that all of us, especially from older generations, we were around a lot of racist talk and stuff like that. And my, you know, I mean, it's just the way that was, they'd say things. And I think it's kind of good that we learn to watch what we say. There's nothing wrong with us kind of learning that we should keep our thoughts a little bit more positive and don't say racist things and don't say things that really could offend people. There's nothing wrong with uh-huh. thinking, what's the old say, think before you speak. And so right. I think that we should just kind of just watch what we say, and then you won't be in the spotlight of being racist or whatever. Appreciate it, Hank. And that's uh, the last word here on KG Mike Next.